0: All right. All right, welcome back to Talk Murder Me. This is the part two of Michael Swango, Michael Joseph Swango. In the last episode, we talked about him... Sp- Can I... Do you have another one of those? Hold on.
1: Finish the one you have.
2: Wow, you can't do that to your wife.
0: That's mean. She's my property. Oh.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Would you like another one to squeeze? I I'm said dead. she's
0: my property.
2: <laughs> I gotta say... That buffalo chicken dip that I got, I make a, a very, very good buffalo chicken dip. Dude, have you dip.
0: tried that fucking queso in there? No. That's made...
2: It's cashew
0: queso. No, it has no dairy in it. It's just cashews.
2: I'll have to try it. I it's didn't see that in there. It's
0: crazy, man. But
2: I got the buffalo chicken dip, the Taste of the South buffalo chicken dip, and I also got the fried pickle dip because I've had that before and it's really good. But the buffalo chicken dip is almost... As good as True. my buffalo that's a chicken dip. statement. It is. I make really good buffalo chicken dip because I load it with cheese.
0: Mm, that was all right.
2: You weren't there the last time I made it because you didn't come to my party. So you wouldn't know.
0: So tonight, if you haven't listened to part one, go listen to that. But I talked to Bruce. I asked him if this is going on even more now while we're or when we were in COVID. It seems like a good opportunity. And here's what he said.
3: That, that's a great question. And, you know, I, I always like to, to, to preface my remarks by saying that the overwhelming majority of medical professionals are the most honest, hard mm. dedicated people you'd ever want to meet in your life. In fact, the last hospital I worked in, they were performing miracles there every day. I mean, it was just incredible. So in that group of such dedicated highly intelligent people unfortunately hide a very 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 tiny minority of people who take advantage of that group
0: anyway so tonight again we're we're going through his this guy is fucked man we're about to really get into it this is bad this some of the shit's fucking terrible Anyway, Michael Joseph Swango, two years in Illinois prison for ant poison, which we talked about on the last episode. His medical license was revoked in only two states, Illinois and Ohio. He was kicked out of a South Dakota medical school from one of his professors, quote, promising young student with a diabolical mind and ghoulish fascination with gore, end quote. Dennis Cashman, he was the Illinois judge who put him in prison to begin with. And he said something like this could pop up or will pop up time and time again, in quote. So he knows that this guy is not done. And actually he's the one that sent a bunch of warning messages to all the hospitals, but those warning messages don't really do much. If he's going by a different fucking name, does it, you know what I'm saying? This is him. His one of his, uh, medical school photos. Mm very bright guy extremely bright quincy illinois quiet mississippi town blonde hazel eyed student and he was a clarinet player i mean he doesn't look that bad there i mean you gotta you gotta imagine him as a doctor
1: when he walked into the room he looked like he had just come off the golf course he was tanned wearing a bright white and blue sweater aviator sunglasses full head of shiny hair he radiated a movie star presence
0: he has the 400 he has the 400 Ray-Bans he has the nice shoes yeah he's got the white overcoat but you know his shoes are really nice he's got an the highest paid stethoscope you can buy and those things are freaking expensive some of them go for thousands and thousands of dollars so he is looking like he just walked out of a business meeting or off the golf course or mm. something When he was in school, he was a school band president, valedictorian, voted most likely to succeed in his class of 1972. His chemistry professor, which is the guy that tested the poison in the tea, wrote him a glowing report. Honestly, he didn't even really need it because his grades kind of put him in medical school by himself. And obviously the guy didn't know he was doing this for a complete psychopath, This guy, the professor, said he was very conscientious. The college advisor, John Natalini, said, quote, he's got very good grades. He spoke well. He was a gentleman. Nothing would say there was going to be a problem in the future. Hmm. If you want to read this, this is from one of his classmates.
1: Classmate Steve Sieber said Swango was highly motivated and, quote, probably the smartest kid I've ever known. He remembers him excelling in a physics class that bewildered everybody else. He also recalls that Swango seemed to overreact when Pierce teased him.
0: So there you go. He was very, he had some quirks. I saw in one report that when he got something wrong, like a question, because he's smarter than everyone. So you tell the brainiac, oh, wait, you're wrong about this. He's going to actually punish himself. He drops down to the floor and starts doing push-ups. Which everyone's like, yeah, that's kind of a quirk. I didn't really see that because he is a Marine and that's what military people do. They, you know, I could kind of see that. But then again, he cannot take any criticism at all, especially Mm -hmm. if you're not on his level, which no one was because he is the, the top mark student, right? Yep. Four years Marine Honorable Discharge American Chemistry Award for the Best Graduate in the Country. And wow. that is out of thousands and thousands.
1: That's a big freaking deal. Yeah, it's a
0: huge because the American Chemistry Award is a fucking huge deal. So that alone will get you in any residency, yeah. especially for neurosurgery, which, dude, I am not. I wouldn't consider myself hugely smart and stuff, but neurosurgery to me sounds like it's a lot harder than just regular Doctor school. That <laughs> <I> sounds stupid.
2: <laughs> doctor school. <laughs> I would not want to touch the brain with a 10 foot pole. Like the brain fascinates me, but I would not want to operate on anyone's brain. Ever.
0: I would just poke at it and see him twitch.
2: That was like an ice pick movement, and that's yeah, kind of scary.
0: But I'm not a fucking doctor, so you don't have to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't do it because I'm like a killer. I would just do it because it's funny. You
1: know
2: what's crazy? <laughs> Not kill people, just make them twitch. You know what's crazy is that when <laughs> like the brain, if you have brain surgery, you need like, you know, anesthetics to be put out. But like, there's no pain involved in brain surgery. I mean, I mean obviously, like when you cut into like the skull and everything, there's, there's that. But like, there's no nerve endings on the brain surface because everything comes down from the brain. So, like, if I were to touch your brain right now, you wouldn't even know. <sighs> Isn't that weird? Gross. It's kind of cool, though.
0: Don't you put your dirty finger on my brain. <laughs> I don't know.
2: My all, finger is not dirty.
0: All I know is that I've got the biggest brain in this room. His hometown of Quincy, Illinois, held him as a hero. He beat All the other people in the nation for residency at OSU, Ohio State University. Buckeyes. Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center. When he was initially going through his residency, he met a, a young lady and they became engaged. However, as you can probably imagine, he quickly... Killed her. Not killed her. She actually committed suicide, but the family think that he drove her to it and they did find that he had been poisoning her. And this this fiance, this kind of about to be marriage didn't last very long. I mean, he's a straight fucking psychopath. And this is the only time I've saw that he was
1: See when I hear things like this, engaged. it reminds me of how lucky I am to it's be alone. Tom spoke to Swango's fellow medical students and the mother of a former fiancé of Swango whose daughter had committed suicide. She blamed Swango for driving her daughter insane.
0: Can you turn to page 54? Because it's her suicide note. Ooh. Basically, she walks into a park and she shoots herself Ooh. in the chest. It's very tragic. And obviously, she killed herself. But she was being poisoned... Which could have
2: played with her brain chemistry.
0: Yeah, exactly. Caused depression. And she was dating a effing psychopath.
1: I love you both so much. I just don't want to be here anymore. Just found day-to-day living a constant struggle with my thoughts. I'd say I'm sorry, but I'm not. I feel a sense of peace, peace of mind I've been looking for. It's nice. The addendum addressed to Swango read, I love you more. You're the most precious man I've ever known.
0: Sad. I mean, mm-hmm. she killed herself, but still. This guy was freaking charming. I know you guys don't think he's like a John Michael he's, Perry or he's, something. He's
1: not dreamy. so
0: He's not like a John Michael Perry or anything, but he's still extremely charming. I saw in one newspaper that the reporter said this guy is someone you would let your let that you would introduce your daughter to. And actually it's kind of funny because Bruce or special agent Sackman said the same thing about his daughter. When he first met him, he's, I mean, yeah, he may not be what you guys were imagining all week when you were alone in the room, but he is still extremely charming and he's fucking rich, right? He's a doctor, man. Doctors are rich, right? Isn't that well, how it works?
1: Well, after they pay off their
2: student loans, right, which they can do in a much quicker time than you and I can.
0: Well, that's yeah. why you just go by a different name, and you don't have to pay it off, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said uh, in your book that before you, you knew what kind of monster he was, you would let your daughter be introduced to him. You I know mean, that,
3: do the same thing. If she, no, be not- I, yeah. Handsome, articulate doctor who was an ex marine. Ex marine, yeah, yeah. You know, wouldn't you go? Wow, what a catch! (laughs) I mean, this is incredible. Yeah, look like a movie star. He would wear these aviator style sunglasses. He'd be tan. He'd have his hair back. The guy looked fantastic, and he could be so charming and so articulate. I mean, you would go, wow. I think we hit the lotto here with this guy. <laughs> I <laughs> love this guy. Extraordinarily dangerous. And that and that's yeah. really what, what helped him be so dangerous yeah. because he's so charming. Yeah. It's so charming. He's not yeah. like a like a mafia hitman that has no personality that's just out to kill, kill, kill. Yeah. He's charm you to death, literally.
0: So you crazy. know what?
2: I mean it, he does have a good point, like I know on the dating apps, when you see a doctor, it's like, ooh, a doctor. Yeah. Oh, or you really? see a veteran, it's like, ooh, a veteran. Like,
0: oh, I'd stay away from those.
2: I'm just saying, those are two, like, doctor, lawyer, <laughs> like, doctor. Yeah. Doctor, lawyer, veteran. Like, those are all, like, ooh, okay.
0: Veteran, really? You would go for, we're all fucking crazy.
2: Well, I'm crazy.
0: No. We're fucking off
2: but i mean like well i mean my dad was a vet like you know i don't know like Like
0: like, i said we're fucking crazy
2: but it's admirable
1: i don't know like
0: you don't want to fucking date a veteran
1: let's move on from this topic
0: i'm just saying i'm just saying i'm a veteran i've got fucking all kinds of baggage just moved all my baggage in here. I have two rooms in this house full of baggage.
2: Everyone has baggage. If anyone says they don't have any baggage, you know, they're lying. Is
0: combat baggage, which is worse. I'm just saying.
2: It's more. I wouldn't say it's worse, but it's more. All
0: right. Let's talk about, all right, let's get on with this. Let's talk about one of the patients that did survive. Rena Cooper. She was this, one of the patients of Michael Swango she was a former nurse and she knew that when he came in the room and he started poking around her IV bag that something was wrong. Seeing her report will make your skin crawl because Rena couldn't talk for, for whatever reason. Maybe I don't know what was wrong. She couldn't talk like naturally, not just because she was in the hospital, but She knew when Michael put something in her IV bag that he was poisoning her because she's a nurse. So she's in the hospital. And it's the graveyard shift. And just think about this. She can't talk. She can't scream. This guy is literally staring at her because he thinks he's about to kill her. And that's what he does. He likes to stare at you to, to get every little detail of, oh my God, like, did your face just twitch is that some kind of death throw or whatever like he wants to get every detail he can about how you're dying because that's is what he loves to do she couldn't scream for anything or talk or yell out so she grabs the side of the bed and you know hospital beds they got the railing mm-hmm. so you don't fall off and they're metal mm-hmm. she grabs those and starts shaking it well, she's dying like she is dying at this point. She knows she's dying like her organs are starting to shut down and she is shaking this fucking bed with all of her strength oh to, to get someone's attention.
1: Does anyone hear?
0: She doesn't die. But the next day she does write because she's like she's frantic. The nurses come check in on it and they're like, what the, what is going on? Why, why are you so worked up? What the fuck? They hand her a notepad and she writes that this guy tried to kill her.
1: On February 19th, 1984, shortly after his transfer, Charlotte Warner, 72 years old, was found dead in her room. Only hours earlier, her doctor had told her she was doing well after a recent surgery well enough to go home in a day. Something, someone, had caused her blood to clot in several organs the same day Evelyn Pyrenee began bleeding profusely from body orifices, even through her eyes, after being examined by Swango. The resident physician had no explanation for the hemorrhaging.
0: I mean, they're seeing this, and these are patients right after the other. Remember, this is when I wrote in my notes that this guy is walking through the halls,
1: When he left the room of a sixth patient, she immediately turned blue and stopped breathing. She survived and later told staff that Swango had put something in her IV just prior to her attack. The seventh patient appeared to be recovering well from surgery, but shortly after Swango visited her bedside during his rounds, she began to bleed from her nose and eyes and suffer total organ failure. Emergency treatment saved her, but it was later determined that her blood had failed to clot, a common reaction poisoning
0: he is at this point these are back to back
1: It's like he's going from one room to that's the what next i'm saying he's this.
0: walking through the halls in a white doctor's coat with freaking aviator ray bands on going inside from inside from one room to the next room and just killing patients and just boom 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 it's fucking crazy and guess what the, do- the hospital administration had his back because when the, the it's always the nurses. The nurses report it. But in this country, from what I found out, nurses are not respected as much as doctors are. They will always take the side of a doctor more than a nurse, which is fucking bull fucking tits. I've watched Nurse Jackie. That's a great show. Yeah. Same shit. Anyway, in this country, from what I found out, because in the other country we're going to next, South Africa, it's different. The nurses are treated with very high respect Mm. and they are, their opinions matter. And that is a lot of fucking beers you've drank. Holy fuck.
1: Well, (laughs) three were ours. We all drank.
0: (laughs) Are you like fucking blacked out right
1: now? What the fuck? Not yet. (laughs) No. We drank three during the uh, initial. And you've got two over there.
2: There's one right
0: here. They didn't fire this. They did not fire this guy. The administration literally stuck up for him. They didn't fire him. They didn't report him. So much evidence. What did they do? Well, they can't have him around. They just didn't extend his residency contract. Fuck. What a disservice, right? Shame. So in 1990, he's back on the market. He sex sex up. He sets up uh, fake documents. Fake he I even
2: sex you up.
0: He even creates a false rap sheet. He tells because you gotta disclose shit if you're about to work at a hospital, especially a VA hospital, the federal VA hospital. Yeah. You gotta disclose any arrest. Well, he spent two years, almost three years in prison for poisoning some EMTs. Right. He wrote a letter signed it from the governor saying that this was not, or not, this was not poisoning because that wasn't even in the addendum. He said that it was a ballroom brawl. What? That he was arrested and sent to prison for a brawl room, for a ballroom, for a barroom brawl.
2: Wait, but okay.
0: So he is, he's, that's a false rap sheet. He even he forged the, the governor of Illinois. He started using a, an alias, Michael Kirk, and he applies for a residency and he gets it. And see falls, he applies for residency and he gets it. However, when he gets there, he gets suspended because guess who's calling all the medical facilities right now? Judge Dennis Cashman. The reason, the only reason that this guy leaves or gets kicked out of South Dakota medical is because the judge says, hey, guess what? You probably didn't know this, but this guy that you just hired, I put him in prison for poisoning an entire team of EMTs.
2: No. This is Michael Kirk. This guy is not the same guy. (sighs) Of course not.
0: The judge actually hires with his own money, hires a bunch of investigative journalists to track him down. No one can find this guy. He gets a job at the VA in New York and same shit happens. They find out his true background and that he was forging documents. The VA sends out a warning to hundreds of different hospitals. Wow. Now, now guess what? The FBI is involved. Because why? Not because he's killing patients because they can't prove it, but because he's committed fraud.
1: Right. He's not, signing things as like a governor
0: and no, shit. Yes, but not really. He's committing fraud, not because he's signing it and forging documents, but, but because he's sending these letters to apply for medical positionings through the federal mail.
1: That's oh. a federal offense. That's oh. mail fraud. So they're
0: trying to get him for mail fraud. Because, I mean, hey, that works. Because at this point, you can't get them for hardly fucking anything. Because if you want to, if you want to go after them, you got to exhume the bodies. And I'm fucking telling you, it's going to be very scant evidence in those. So if
2: I were to send a letter as Nicole to someone, it would be a federal offense mail fraud?
1: And you put it in the mail? Yes.
0: Yeah. Did oh. you do that? Where's my phone?
1: It's being recorded. Don't worry. I did not.
2: This
0: is a fucking YouTube clip. Which is also internet fraud for you.
2: I mean, I didn't do that. You're going that. to fucking jail. I don't have the money to fucking mail shit. Do you hey, know every- what that means? Like, like stamps are <laughs> expensive these days. Do you think I have they the money? They are almost as expensive as a bag of ice. <laughs> do you think I okay. have the money to go and buy a pack of stamps? I'm an educator. I don't have that kind of money. <laughs> so, yes, it's fraud. I did not know that.
0: You're a fraud.
1: You're a fraud. I take that
2: I'm going
0: to rip that finger off.
1: Go ahead. D says that is 100% fraud. And by the way, it's sue Falls.
0: The VA sends a bunch of warnings to hundreds of other hospitals. Not even hospitals, but universities to local ambulance services to where this guy, Michael Swango is a serial lust killer. He's just so happens to be a fucking doctor. So instead of going out and killing a bunch of prostitutes or whoever, like a Ted Bundy would kill like women in the beach or whatever, he's killing patients because he's there. So wherever he can find patients is where he's going to kill people. And that includes fucking Zimbabwe, which that's where he's about to go.
1: He'll go anywhere. He's going
0: to fucking Zimbabwe. How, how much is Dr. Making Zimbabwe? Probably not fucking much. I'd imagine. What is their official
2: currency?
0: Some, some Bob dollars?
2: Don't guess. <laughs> <laughs> I was sincerely asking. your
0: Bitcoin? USD? I don't know. Fuck.
1: I, I might have to invest in some Bitcoin. We're not going to go on this tangent. Let's just keep rolling.
0: All right. So, of of course, you guys have been asking, not really, because you haven't been paying attention. But what is he using to killing these patients? I asked Bruce. So he different medical serial killers, which medical serial killers is the term for it. And that's what Bruce coined, because as I thought, and let me just play that clip now, because I asked him because we've done. From what I can remember, Elizabeth Wetlaufer, mm-hmm. Canada. Yep. Ivo Pope, Yep. Belgium. Mm-hmm. Charles Cullen. Yep. Who else? Michael Petio. Kind of not. Not really. I know we've done other doctors, but they're all considered angels of death from what the media calls them.
2: But they weren't all doing it in, to be benefactors. But
0: there's, but th- that's the the term that they're used is angel of death. So I, from what I from what I know at least, which is not much, but I asked Bruce about that, and that's where he he actually coined the term medical serial killer, which I think is a, a great term for it. Obviously, it's the most logical. It's a serial killer in the medical field. An angel of death is someone that kills out of mercy, like a Kevorkian type of shit.
2: We haven't covered him.
0: I always thought that the whole term was angel of death. But you did a really good job in describing what I I, I believe you coined was uh, medical serial killers. Yes. The difference between that and an angel of death. And it makes me think that there really are no angels of death, at least that you haven't met that actually want the best for the patient and to, you know, because they're well, in their suffering. You know what? I'm not opposed to medically assisted deaths. I'm
3: not opposed to it, but there's a whole routine. Look, if a patient is really, really suffering mm-hmm. and there is no end of life care, that's going to even help them and a team of doctors and maybe social workers and psychiatrists, along with the family and the the patient, if possible, all agree on this, then I have no problem. Why should somebody continue suffering? But in these cases, many times, the patients were actually improving. Yeah. Yeah, no. The family would go on vacation and they'd say, oh, look, dad seems to be getting better. Let's go on vacation only to get a call from somebody like Swango saying that dad had expired and he would love to do that because this was his second yeah. excitement. The first was actually murdering the patient. Yeah, The second one was reliving it as he talked to the families.
0: Jesus, It's the same as going back to a crime scene and reliving it, you know, or he having, would, uh, getting a souvenir from a victim.
1: I mean, I would imagine that as a, doctor the hardest part would be like the, the yes. first, part is hard, first hardest part would be to lose the patient the second hardest part would be to tell the
0: family not yeah. for michael he's the first one that's right. going to volunteer to call him and yeah. not only once he's been reported as harassing the widows and stuff because he keeps calling wow this is what michael swango used if you go back to elizabeth wetlaufer which we covered she used insulin i think charles cullen also used insulin We also covered Lucy Letby, and I can't remember what exactly she used, but a medical serial killer. And the way he explained this to me is, a serial killer is gonna have they got to go provide their own way of killing, whether it's a freaking rope or a knife or a gun or whatever. With these killers, the hospital's doing all the they're providing the shit, the weapons for them, which is fucking crazy to think about. All right.
3: And the toxicology determined that these people had traces of two drugs in them that they shouldn't have had. Epinephrine, which is adrenaline, Mm -hmm. speeds up the heart, and succinylcholine. In the hospital, they call it succs. It's actually a paralytic. If they want to put a tube down you, it actually paralyzes you. Why they put this
0: tube down?
2: Would he apply the paralytic first before he applied the
0: epinephrine? Yeah, I think that's how he did it, yeah. He would do the succinylcholine and then the epinephrine epinephrine is the one that kills you cuz it huh. speed it it basically just like that's what kristen gilbert used right and they the Snappy pen. they said her the victim's heart's was like a revved up engine type of thing just Jeez. but but now think about it if he is the double dose here he's using the succinylcholine which makes you paralyzed so you can't scream and now your heart's just freaking busting out of your chest and everything else is just calm fucking crazy crazy and it's hard to test for that so at this point he's got what i said uh fbi not only fbi but interpol is also on him this is the victims that special agent sackman and his team chose to exhume these are just the ones that they tried michael for dominique Buff- buffalino he was on the road to recovery with about a pneumonia he died unexpectedly the first day of Michael Swango got to the job. The first day on, on, at work, George Ciano was on a winning battle with a light form of cancer, and he died suddenly. Baron Harris, which we talked about, Aldo Sereni, 62, is being treated for respiratory problems, and uh, Thomas Samarco, 73, who was being tested for open heart surgery, only to be murdered. So that was the only five victims they actually tried them for. So he is actually on the run at this point. There's no hospital that will hire this guy. So he goes down and he gets a job. I think he went to Texas to do this because I know they they outsource doctors here. But he actually gets a job in South Africa doing the same thing. Now, he's down there killing patients left and right. He ends up in Zimbabwe, kills about 60 patients, the same thing. The nurses actually find... That the mistake he made in Zimbabwe was he left an a evidence behind the actual injection, the syringe. He left the little the um, whatever it's called the the vessel behind, and it had the poison in it. Huh. So as soon as they go confront him with all the patients he's killed, which was about sixty at least, he's gone. He's on a plane because he just applied and got accepted right away to a position in Saudi Arabia. Dang. Exactly. This is how much of a a psychopath he is. He's he doesn't care about the money because they're not paying him a lot. In Zimbabwe, how much do you think they're paying him? Fucking nothing. He's actually going just to kill as many people as he can. But wow. But before he can go to Saudi Arabia to start his new new life, he's got to stop by the United States first to get his uh, passport stamped or whatever however they do need it
1: to get a new visa yeah a yeah,
0: new visa so but that's where they catch him
1: you've got to know this guy said Dr Anthony Salem director of the internal medicine residency program at the University of South Dakota School of Medicine which accepted Swango into a one year program quote he had convinced me not only that he was not guilty but it was just a total miscarriage of justice Salem said Swango told him he didn't understand why he had been arrested in the poisonings because he hadn't gotten sick. Quote, I believed him rather than calling the court and saying, send me the documents. I said, well, shoot, let's give him a chance.
0: Yeah, eat your words there.
1: Quote, he found a sympathetic ear and pushed the right buttons asking to be given a second chance. This was no slouch that he had convinced. Villano said of Miller, a respected mental health expert who served as a consultant worldwide. Quote, Swango was so polished, he was able to fool this giant. He was a pathological charmer, said Stephen Villano, associate dean at the medical school.
0: All right, let's finish this up. So he did plead guilty. Why do you think he pled guilty?
1: Less prison time?
0: No, well, no, cause. he's he's life in prison. Go ahead.
1: Did he want the fame?
0: Yeah, they all do want the fame, but that's not a reason why. Because Zimbabwe wanted to extradite him back to fucking Zimbabwe to answer for his crimes.
1: And they would have just, like, chopped his head off over there?
0: Well, probably that, but prison life in Zimbabwe is probably not as glamorous as here as America.
1: That's <laughs> uh, tr- probably true.
3: And he killed people all over the world. As you say, in Zimbabwe, he killed women and children
0: and pregnant oh. women. Just oh my he God! Loved oh, geez, I didn't. Everybody, pregnant women too. Yeah, Lord. everybody was a target of opportunity for him. Yeah, they were trying to ex- extradite him back to Zimbabwe. I think he said yes, and
3: that's one of the reasons why he pled guilty and didn't go to trial because he knew yeah. that even if he went to trial and won, we would just extradite him back to Zimbabwe, yeah. and chances are his fate would not be <laughs> as good as. <laughs> Yeah, me. no shit. This doctor who murdered citizens comes back. Good luck on that.
0: Oh, yeah. He's going to, you know, how they do it over there. They they tie you up between two trucks, two like uh, Toyota Hilux trucks, tie you, your arms up. Have you seen this shit? No. And they fucking, each truck drives a separate way until you're fucking, no, they drive four, but you're all you're between the trucks so
1: split your
2: your Split fucking body apart that wouldn't they go in <laughs> reverse then oh no okay got it all right well la- i thought the front of the truck you were saying they were tied to
0: last thing guys and before we we end i want to say thank you so much to uh special agent bruce sackman that amazing interview thank you so much for what you do and it's not just for veterans affairs guys He worked primarily with VA, but the reason that this episode is important and the reason that I'm doing so many episodes on this is because your grandma, your pawpaw may be in the hospital right now and you need to know who's working on them. And like the uh, agent Sackman said, 99.99% of the time they're in really good hands with people that if, you know, if your pawpaw expires, they're going to sink into depression you know that's just human reaction but you still need to know and that's why he created his red flags protocol which i can link to on the on the website is it's a a through z of what to look for like does the doctor work graveyard shifts is he always responding to codes? stuff like that anyway i will put that on the website but the last thing i asked Mr. Sackman is, did he have any words to say to serial killers that are out there now? Because as, just as we have nurses that are listening to us right now, we also have killers listening to us right now. And I'm, I became very aware of that when we started this about a year or two in. So, I asked him if he has any message for any serial killer present or future, and this is what he said.
2: I never thought about that. Yeah. <laughs>
3: No, I I would tell them, I I would tell them um, science is not on your side. Science is improving daily as we speak. I mean, you see now serial killers from 20, 30 years ago are identified through DNA and through everything else. Um, Just don't do it because if you think that you're going to get away with it, you will not get away with it. There's more electronic monitoring now than ever. There is more protection for whistleblowers now than ever. So this is actually the worst time in the history of medical serial killers to be a medical serial killer. And the world is much more Mm. aware of it. They are aware Mm. of these stories through TV, through books, through uh, movies. They are much more aware of it. So Mm. don't even think about it anymore uh-huh. because it's not as easy as it used to be. All
0: right, so that's the episode. I hope you guys like that. Michael Swango is he will never get out of prison. He's spending his life uh-huh. in a supermax and he actually I saw in one report was was uh, reprimanded for poisoning inmates. <gasps> I don't think he's got any problems. I don't think anyone's going to mess with him because he is so the poisoning is what he loves to do and he can literally make it out of anything. So, but he is locked up forever. That's all I have for that episode. Any, any questions or anything?
1: License to kill.
0: License to kill. Thank you so much again. uh, Special agent Sackman, freaking amazing talking to you. If you're ever in, I know you're going to listen to this. So if you're ever in Charleston, you know, if you want to grab a beer or something, we'd love to do that. Anyway, that's all I got. Next week we got some great episodes coming up. I'm doing unit seven three one. That's gonna be two episode porters. I also got one about a um, sperm cupcakes that we're gonna do. And some oh, other God. <laughs> some other crazy ones that you guys have been requesting on the blog talkmarcom You go there and request anything you want. So and we're on live chat now, but we're getting off. So that's all I got. I love you guys. And until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.